Welcome to Off the Cuff. I'm Brian. Fred. And today we're going to talk about a few topics, such as qualified immunity and some comments that Biden made for the last few weeks. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give a shout out to our favorite sergeant. Yeah, I mean, he knows who he is, I guess, yeah. apparently, but yeah. we're, uh, we're not stupid enough to say his name on here. Um, we're slow, not stupid. So <laughs> he, uh, he made a couple comments to us throughout the week or over the weekend that he felt that our video um, was, was missing something. You know, he, he watched it. It was good. It was missing something. But what, Brian, what was it that he said it was missing? It was missing explosions. So we've decided to add a bunch of explosions, make it more interesting for everybody, including him. For your viewing pleasure. Yeah. Enjoy these explosions. All right, now, now that we've made our video 20 times better and uh, I can get a raise, hopefully, Sarge. <laughs> um, so the one of the main topics for policing that we're going to talk about today is qualified immunity. It's been in the news, both pros and cons. States are trying to get rid of it. I believe three states have already gotten rid of it. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and read the definition for people that are not entirely sure what qualified immunity, and this is from the Cornell Law School, it says qualified immunity protects government officials from lawsuits alleging that the official violated a plaintiff's right, only allowing suits where the official violated a clearly established statutory or constitutional right. When determining whether or not a right was clearly established, courts consider whether a hypothetical reasonable official would have known that the defendant's conduct violated the plaintiff's rights. Courts conducting this analysis may apply the law that was enforced at the time of the alleged violation, not the law in effect when the court considers the case. So my, uh, Fred, what's your opinion on this? Should we get rid of qualified immunity? Should we tweak it? Should we keep it how it is? What, what, what's your opinion? Well, I'm going to tell you first and foremost, if we were to eliminate qualified immunity, you would see a mass exodus of very, very good police officers across the country. Um, if you haven't seen it yet in those states that have gotten rid of it, you're, you're going to. Um, qualified immunity is absolutely 100% an important facet of law enforcement and, and government official officiating in general. Uh, I mean, the reality is uh, the, the big argument that I keep seeing when you go through the laundry list of anti-qualified immunity stuff online is they like to try and tweak this and bend this and make it look as though it's just a blanket protection that will keep cops out of jail. Um, and first off, right off the bat, Qualified immunity does not protect you from criminal liability whatsoever. Qualified immunity does not stop a police officer from going to jail if he breaks a law. That's, that is just the massive common misconception right out the gate. Um, I, I think it needs to stand. Um, I, I don't, you know, yeah, can we, can we discuss maybe rewording certain things here? Every law, every, everything that we've got on the books for the most part, you can discuss whether or not you know, it's the correct wording, whatever the case may be, but in general. And, and, laws, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I mean, laws have uh, been tweaked over the time for everything, even meanings. So, I mean, I don't know why this isn't, you know, something has to be set in stone. Well, and, and, and I'm in no way, shape or form advocating for qualified immunity reform or anything like that. The problem is that there is just an abundance of misconceptions going on. And yeah, the, the problem, like like we talked last time, um, social media and and the news media in general are good in theory and they're great and they should be there. The problem yeah. is it gives people the ability to spread misinformation. And you know as well as I do that lies and all these like pretty little stories that tell a great narrative, whether they're devastating or whether whatever the case may be, yeah. they spread like wildfire. And the truth 
gets harder and harder to find every single day. I Googled qualified immunity in preparation for this just to, to look for you know things to discuss. And every single thing that came up was qualified immunity is bad. We need reform now. It needs yeah. to be gone. I couldn't even find the legal definition. Got to go to like, I had to go to like duck, duck, go or search through like 12 pages on Google just to find the definition for it. I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious when something is in the mainstream as a, a positive or a negative, it's obvious which way uh, you're being programmed to think. So. Uh. Yeah. And I mean, uh, just trying to find that uh, definition that I read, I mean, I probably spent maybe 20 minutes going through trying to find official sources that are not just, you know, from Vox or CNN or MSNBC or Vice or any, any news source or, you know, any, left-leaning or right-leaning biases just trying to find a law in the book is actually kind of hard well and i you type in qualified immunity and the first thing that popped up was the aclu yeah like a, a 10 page uh article as to why it's bad explaining and you know when you go through these articles and it's not to say it's all nonsense but you go through these articles and you read line by line and they they go through and they just they they take realities and they twist them they leave things out they ignore certain facts and they these are opinion pieces and this is what people need to understand these are not set in stone legal arguments these are opinion pieces because when you have an, a, a legal argument it's very black not that it's black and white but it's it's very clear and concise as to the to the direction and the reality of things but these these opinion pieces by the aclu they say things like Oh, he clearly, clearly was giving up. He was surrendering. Well, no, you can't say he was clearly surrendering with a three-sentence explanation from a news report you read somewhere. I mean, all things are relative when you're dealing with these things. All things are important. Um, uh, the number one um, court case that I saw that they keep referencing when they're trying to get rid of qualified immunity is a 2014 case. It is Baxter versus Bracey. And just to give the short rundown behind it, um, there was a homeless man breaking into people's houses and their vehicles. The police showed up after being called by concerned citizens. A, a chase began. They had a dog with them. The uh, homeless man then broke into another home to hide. And he went. He made his way into the basement. The police confronted him there. And, of course, the, these opinion pieces all start getting skimpy on the details there. Um, their explanation is he was seated on the floor with his hands up, clearly surrendering. And after about a five to 10 second pause, they unleashed the dog on him anyway. Um, you know as well as I do. You've been to good calls, bad calls, easy car calls, hard calls. You've been to a, a bunch of different things and they're not that black and white. It's never yeah, that black and white. It's never black and white. If it was black and white, then, you know, it, it would be an easy job, but it's definitely not. And you wouldn't need us if it was black and white. If it's so black and white, you guys could resolve it on your own. You wouldn't have to call the police to come in and handle your business for you. So it's a third party. there are so many things that have to be taken into consideration. You can't make, you can't base your judgment around a group that is designed, designed to stir the pot like this. The ACLU, ACLU, I mean, people's rights are important. No one, listen, I'm a citizen of the United States first. I'm a patriot first and I am a cop second. You know, I, I care about people's rights and their well-being. I go to work every day and I don't violate those rights. I've been to calls with you. You don't violate people's rights in any facet from what I've seen when I'm with you. So we care about people's rights and their well-being. But there's so many, there's so many moving parts to these calls, especially when they're hot calls, you're chasing somebody, you're running after someone that uh, was just committing a, a felony, you know, and you show up and there's, like I said, there's so many moving parts that, you know, if, if I sent this vague little explanation that they put in here that you've now demonized cops, if I sent that to my sergeant for approval, he would shred that, roll it up and throw it in the trash. It's like, there's not enough details in here. You ain't telling me something. There's something missing and you need to fill the rest of it out. This is, this is nonsense. You omitted something. And for those of you that don't know what omission is, it's leaving things out on purpose. Okay omission you they are omitting facts and circumstances and details that are important for establishing whether or not qualified immunity should apply in this certain circumstances and you know conservatives liberals cops non-cops people people lean 
the story towards the way they they want to tell it or the way they remember it. Um, you know, and and witness statements are good and they're bad. You know, because everybody sees and and analyze processes it in their brain differently. So the problem is what they're not telling you here is, you know, they, they put in there he's very clearly surrendering. Putting your hands up does not mean very clearly surrendering. How many body camera videos are there where a guy had his hands up and he managed to get a gun out and shoot and kill a cop? How many times is, is there, how many videos is there of a guy appearing to surrender and then he takes off running or he appears to surrender and he gets, uh, the cop gets attacked by the passenger that snuck out of the car. I mean, it's not very clearly anything. Until you completely comply with what orders you're being given, you have not surrendered. It's, it's that simple. So now it doesn't give us free reign to start willy-nilly uh, attacking people, shooting people, tasing people, pepper spraying people. But I, like I said, the facts and the details are all relevant. So, you know, uh, how many times have you gone to handcuff somebody and there's a crowd forming and you put your hand yeah. on somebody and you're trying to handcuff them and they're like, uh, they're like, oh, oh, you're hurting me. I'm like, well, no, stop resisting. We're trying to get an arm behind you. We're trying, I'm not resisting. And as they're saying, I'm not resisting, they're tensing their muscles and they're not allowing you to get the arms behind their back. I mean, yeah. just because someone says, oh, I'm doing this or, oh, it, it looked like he was dead. That doesn't mean that that's the case. And, and I'm not advocating because I don't have all the details and I don't have all the facts on this particular case, because as I Google it, I only get anti-cop pieces because I'm on Google. So the problem is, you know, we have a, a use of force spectrum or continuum, like over the years, it's changed names. It's so, continuum. Last time yeah. I uh, went through, it was continuum still. So we, we have a, a use of force continuum that we have to, you know, it, it kind of guides what we're allowed to do, what we're not allowed to do, you know, and for example, tasing someone um, in general, in most places, tasing someone uh, is active resistance. Active resistance can be um, taking off and running. It can be tensing up and pulling away, uh, you know, something that you're actively doing. So, um, you know, and I'm not a canine officer. I'm not top to bottom. Um, I'm not top to bottom familiar 100% with what their responsibilities are because I've never had to work that position. Um, but, you know, we don't know if this guy was uh, being given more orders, if he was being told, get on the ground, or, like lay on your stomach and he's not cooperating. If, if you, when we're in that situation, I dictate, you're on my time. I dictate what happens. I dictate how this is gonna go. You just committed a felony. You fled from, fled from the police. You committed another one breaking into that house to hide from me. And now you think you're just gonna throw your hands up and you don't have to listen to commands. Um, if I tell you, get on your stomach, because. I don't know how many times you've had somebody sitting uh, with their legs crossed on the ground with their hands up. And uh, I mean, I'm not handcuffing somebody like that. Yeah, I haven't come across that. Well, but, but I'm not handcuffing someone like that. Um, do they have different handcuffing techniques where you're on your knees with your hands behind your head? Of course they do. Um, but ideally, in the academy, in block trainings, in every agency that I've worked for, ideally, if you want someone to be in the best position to have them handcuffed for your safety and the safety of everybody around you and including their safety. So they don't get squirrely and do something stupid and cause you to act flat on your stomach, proned out, prone, meaning arms out to the sides, you know, legs crossed, whatever the case may be. Um, and if you're not, if you're not cooperating with my instructions, I mean, if, if I tell you get on your, on the ground, on your stomach and you're not cooperating, that makes me nervous that you're going to try to do something or pull a fast one. Because yeah. at this point, you're either gonna comply or you're gonna fight. Exactly. And, and that's fight, flight, or freeze. Those are the three responses. So. Details usually, are important. Details yeah, are important. And important. In, in law enforcement, we have a saying, the totality of the circumstances. Yeah. You can't just look at this piece or that piece because this piece by itself may look bad and this piece by itself may look good. But when you put all of them together and you look at the full picture, one little bit of information can take it from crime all the way over to a civil matter or nothing at all um, okay. or vice yeah. versa. What looks like a civil matter, you know, you get that one last piece of missing data and boom, it's a crime now. So, yeah, or if they call it in as a crime, then a, one piece of information can switch it over to a civil. I mean, it's all, it's always flowing. And that's why we have to look at the totality of the circumstances. And that's why qualified immunity is good because it does look at the, 
complete circumstances of what the officer did and the clearly established uh, statutory or constitutional right. Well, and what, what people don't get is, say I'm not a cop and you're a cop and I feel like you violated my rights and I sue you, okay? So I walk into a courtroom and we're, I'm suing you and my particular case gets tossed uh, or you know, you're given qualified immunity protection because there's no clearly established law. During the course of that civil trial, they may determine that while he violate, while you violated my civil rights and you should, a reasonable officer would determine that you should probably be civilly liable while you may be protected this time, it sets that, it establishes that guideline for future cases. You now, everything that we do sets case law. Everything that we do yeah. sets case law. And you know what? Sometimes it's great and sometimes it's bad. Sometimes you're that moron that, you know, made a mistake and it sets case law. And going forward, cops aren't allowed to do that anymore. You don't ever want to be the guy that has your name attached to a case law, but yeah. it, it happens, you know? And, and this, this, Qualified immunity is not this thing that's just designed for cops to just go around doing whatever they want and bullying people, you know. Um, it is designed for blatant, flagrant, intentional constitutional or criminal violations against people or, or accidental criminal violations or constitutional violations that a reasonable person, a reasonable federal agent, they keep using the term federal agent or government agent, but they mean cops, everybody. Um, yeah. A reasonable government agent, like you or I, if we're sitting back and analyzing it, we're going, ooh, no, mm -mm, mm, no, no, nope, that was bad. That's yeah. what it's for, like intentional and basically gross negligence. So if you make a bad decision and it becomes a, a, a a use of force situation or it becomes a deadly force situation but you put yourself in a situation and you made an action where law enforcement is protected like say you pulled a knife and tried to stab me or someone else and i shot you guess what you committed a crime and it is it is it is it is gun day it is deadly force time and you know if, if you're able in a situation where you can use the taser great fantastic but yeah, but sometimes we only, we only get a few seconds to decide and process the information and then act within those few seconds. And a, a taser is not an end-all, be-all, people. Like, the tasers yeah. fail. They fail a lot. You, I mean, if the guy, if the person is high on the right kind of drug, their body may not even be affected by it. If they have loose clothing, um, you know, if, if the one of the darts misses, if one of the darts misses or doesn't get good contact, it ain't doing Or you don't even get a good spread. I mean, there's so many factors yep. that play into the taser that, if, you know, if you were, it's not a viable option. If you were too close and you got a, a, a tiny little spread, it's going to hurt, but it's just going to make someone angry. They're going to rip the prongs out or they're just going to keep going. It's happened. They have, t they have done tons of tests where they've actually gotten poor spreads and they've had, you know, simulated fake knives and they, they show you can, you can muscle through it if it doesn't work properly and it fails a lot and it's not that it's not a good tool it's a fantastic tool oh yeah but it, it fails guns guns jam guns jam all the time but that doesn't that doesn't mean they're bad tools and it doesn't mean that they're 100 percent effective so uh, if 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 i am being attacked by somebody and i'm gonna die i don't want you to take a chance with a taser i don't want you to take a chance with a taser i want you to shoot to stop the threat and, and this is the problem, too, that I see with a lot of this. They like to say, oh, cops are, and I've seen this in a bunch of these, oh, cops are trained to kill. They're trained to kill. No, 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 no. Cops are not trained to kill. Cops are trained to, to shoot to stop the threat. And if and if you go down and, you, and we can render aid and you survive, fantastic. That is the ideal primary goal is to stop you and everybody goes home alive. That doesn't yeah. always work out like that. And I mean, it, it goes back to the continuum. You got to you got to go through that continuum and if they're on the highest level then you got to be on the highest level and if they're on the lowest level you just got to match them yeah we don't we, we don't respond you know you pull a gun we're not pulling a taser you pull a knife you know yeah you know certain things have established that tasers are good for knives and stuff but it's got to be the right situation and i've i've seen situations where people have shown they can throw a knife at you and kill you with it before you can get that taser on point and, and shoot them with it
Yeah, I mean, it, it's good when you have lethal coverage and then you can have someone on taser because then, you know, you got, you're still have a gun pointed and lethal cover at that point. You're not just reliant on the taser. Well, that's what people speaking in, speaking in a knife type situation. That's what pe- people don't get to see that side of it either because when we go, obviously, if there's someone wielding a knife, ideally, you want to have two people there or more. But yeah. it doesn't always work like that. Sometimes you get there and people are in danger. Like if it's a suicidal person and they're just standing there threatening themselves, like, you know, you can take your time. You can wait for backup and stuff like that. But if it's if it's someone that is actively trying to harm other people, you, you can't always wait. Just like active shooters in schools and stuff, you can't always wait. So you get there. And if you're by yourself, it's it's a gun day unless the unless the stars align perfectly, and it's the right situation. You can sneak up on them and get them with the taser in the back and stuff like that. It's a gun day. If somebody's coming at you with a knife trying to stab you, it is not a taser day. Now, if you and I show up together on a scene and that we both arrive at the same time, we get there and they're charging at us with the. T- I mean, we would discuss it as we're walking up, and I've done it. I've done it with other sergeants, you know, uh, you take lethal, I'll take less lethal. And the objective is for the person with the taser to take the first pop at them. And if they miss, it doesn't work. The taser fails and you're left with no other option. We're not going to keep trying to tase you and, and just missing with darts. Like it doesn't work like that. People don't understand. It's there's so much to the mechanics of tasers and stuff. So yeah, we got off on a little bit of a tangent about, you know, uh, you know, use of force and stuff like that. But, but well, I mean, it, it definitely plays into the qualified immunity because that's mostly what that's protecting is that not, type of situation. That's so, mostly what's being attacked too. So. Yeah. Well, and you know, with with the qualified immunity, like I said, you know, we're we're if, if someone goes in there and they're actively violating your civil rights. And it is a clearly established civil rights violation. You know, if someone is, you know, if you can prove someone is, you know, pulling you over and writing you tickets because of your race or because of your your gender or your sexual orientation or your religion, things that are very established. And it doesn't have, that's just an example, but things that are very established. I mean, qualified immunity ain't going to protect you. You are, that's going to be a bad, bad day and you're probably going to get fired. Uh, I, I don't know any agency in my area, even, even the most questionable of places, the ones that have the most complaints that would let that fly. I mean, it it is what it is. I don't think anywhere in the United States that would fly. Yep. So one of the, um, you know, uh, you know, this Laddits versus Philip case from 2010, this is another one that's constantly attacked. Um, you know, you, you have people, and again, you, you don't have all the details, but you have people that are making poor decisions. And it's not to place blame on anybody in particular, but you have people that make poor decisions. You know, you see you're driving and you pull over a car and you see somebody throw drugs out the window. Like, because you separated yourself from the drugs does not mean that we're done. We're good here. Like, that's not how that works. Yeah. So jumping out of the car and running to separate yourself from the drugs, pulling off, driving away, you know, dragging the cop with the, with, while he's trying to reach in the car, you know, you know, you get into a foot pursuit in the middle of the night in the dark and you're digging in your waistband for maybe it's more drugs to throw away. Maybe it's a gun. We don't know. Like everything is relative. Again, it goes back to all the details are important. You, you can't just go, well, he didn't have a gun or, well, he was doing this. So you're automatically in violation. Everything is so important. And you, you, we don't skimp over details when we take you to jail. You don't get to skimp over details when you're trying to civilly sue us. And what people also forget is cops, get uh, agencies, they, they make this, they paint this picture in the media, like cops and agencies are just getting away with murder. Like yeah. cop agencies are getting sued all the time. A lot of them are frivolous. And that's what it's to protect you from is frivolous nonsense and frivolous lawsuits. But police departments, they pay out of pocket all the time. They, they pay damages to avoid going to court. And, you know, sometimes they fight it and they win. Sometimes they fight it and they lose. It, it happens. So it's not this sweeping problem where cops are just going around violating people's rights. Like, it, it, it always seems like the people that yell, I know my rights, they're the ones that know their rights the least, the, the, the absolute least. Well, I mean, and cops are humans too. We make mistakes. We're not absolutely perfect all the time, 100% every day. 
I mean, that's why this qualified immunity is a good idea. At least in my personal opinion, I, I wouldn't know how to tweak it, but I mean, we are human. We, we make mistakes. And I mean, if it's, you know, a very, very bad one, we get punished for it. But if it's kind of a, eh, maybe you could go either way. So probably don't do that next time. Okay. Well, and how are, how are you going to expect to maintain good police officers? Because like we said last time, there are people in our, our profession that slip through the cracks that should be vilified, that do bad things. They do stupid things. How are you going to convince people to pick up a badge and a gun and go around and enforce the laws and keep you safe if errors in judgment, accidents will cause you to be civilly sued and you could end up, you know, sleeping in the streets with your, your family in a cardboard box because of an error, um, not a vindictive act, not something you did on purpose, not something that a common sense person um, that should know better. Um, accidents that happen, things that happen. You can't. There's, and the, the problem is you, like we said last time, you have to protect the good and the bad. So, and I'm not saying protect bad cops, but I'm saying when you, when you turn around and you open up the ability for people to start suing cops and, you know, federal agents and so forth for uh, little minute errors, it's, it's a slippery slope. Then it starts opening up into horrible accidents that, you know, no one intended for that to happen. It was an unforeseen consequence to then you start opening up to every Joe Schmo that, you know, doesn't like the way that you pulled them over or the way you spoke to them. Now you're getting sued. Yeah. And, you know, with absolutely people don't understand in the, in civil, civil cases, the little tiny little bit of evidence that you need to support your case, like, to, you know, start accusing me. Oh, you know, one of the things that I saw when I looked it up is trespassing. Um, you know, federal agents came to this guy's house and he said, you're not, uh, you're not welcome here, or I'm not going to cooperate with you. And then he tried to sue them after they left. He tried to sue them for trespassing. Trespassing doesn't necessarily work like that. I, and people keep spouting things and I don't think they understand what they really mean. Um, if, if you and I go to a call and it's a trespassing call and we show up and we're like, Hey, Hey, you're not supposed to be here. The owner said, get out, get gone. If you yeah. leave, we're done. You don't go to jail for trespassing. That's not how that works. But if we show up and we're like, hey, the owner said you got to go. And you're like, nah, screw you. I'm not going. Okay, well, now it's trespass after warning. And you're going to go to jail for uh, not obeying our relaying of the message that the owner wants you to go. So, yeah. and so us showing up, we had we have a legal authority to show up at your house and knock on your door. These people have this impression that, oh, the cops can't just come by. It's called a consensual encounter. I can come by your house and knock on your door anytime I want. Um, if you tell me to leave and I don't have a legal reason to be there aside from just a consensual encounter, then I got to go. That's how that works. Um, so if I show up and I'm here, just because you plaster no trespassing signs on a, you know, a, your garage door, so when I come walking up, I'm here to execute a warrant or I'm here to, to try and talk to you to investigate a crime. Uh, maybe you're a witness and that doesn't, I'm not trespassing, buddy. Um, you know, uh, your neighbor across the street walking up on your property just to come knock on the door and talk to you is not trespassing just because you don't like, because you want to be a hermit. It doesn't work like that. So again, <laughs> off on a tangent, you know, the qualified immunity is absolutely 100% important. Um, I'm not going to say that there's not room for discussion on, you know, clarifying terms or being more direct or specific about certain things, but it's not something that can just be opened up, uh, abolished completely, because that's what these people are calling for is a complete abolition. Yeah. And, and it's not, it doesn't go the other way either. And it's not a get out of jail free card either. So sure. Absolutely. Um, all right, so I want to go ahead and switch topics over to some, uh, some comments made by uh, the president uh, about masks and vaccinations. So we're going to play the clip now. It's vaxxed or masked. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask.
Okay. Yeah. So, so, so w- w- what's your opinion on all of that? Well, I mean, you know, masked or vaxxed, your choice. You know, you went, you know, that, that video was posted to social media. Um, I saw that on TikTok for the first time and I'm like, no, no, no. And I saw the tweets pop up from now, bear in mind, they're the, official president of the United States account, the same one that Trump was on that now it, it, and Barack Obama was on, it transfers with each president. Um, so I'm sure it's some jabroni that um, was was in there, you know, typing on, and tweeting for, for Biden. But um, I blew my mind when I saw it on, on TikTok, you know, and I was like, no way, no way. I went to my Twitter account, pulled up hit the, the, the POTUS uh, Twitter page and scrolled through and it was there. It was there. The video was there. The tweet was there. And the audacity of this man to say vaxxed or masked, it's your choice. Um, yeah, it's my choice. Secret option C is I third option. <laughs> yeah, I, I do what I want. Are you? Not to worry. I have a permit. This just says I can do what I want. It's a personal choice. Absolutely. I mean, especially with this virus that, you know, only affects, it seems to only majority kill off older people and people with pre um, health conditions. Sure. And and when you factor in the survival rate across the world and let alone in this country, I mean, the, the lowest I've seen the survival rate and I've had this argument with tons of tons of people and I, Regular. Every time I get into this argument, I will pull up the CDC statistics. the The absolute worst I have seen the the survival rate is ninety six point something percent, and that was at the beginning when it was skyrocketing. Like on most days, and it, it requires you do a little bit of math, but most days it's like upwards of ninety nine percent people are surviving. And listen, I'm not calling you a baby. I'm not calling you a scaredy cat or anything like that. If you want the vaccine, fantastic get it. Absolutely. I 1000% support you and your decision to get that vaccine. I am not going to be a guinea pig. I mean, if you look at these, if you look at the, the, the information and the, the legal information on this thing, you are not allowed to sue Pfizer or Johnson and Johnson or any of these companies. You are not allowed to sue them. If you die or have a complication from it, you are not allowed. You want to talk about qualified immunity. You are not allowed to sue a medical company that put out something without testing it as suggested by the government and they want to try to force you to take it and then make you carry around a passport. Like I'm not, this is not Germany in the forties. Like we're not walking around with identification to show that we're allowed to be out or what type of people we are. We're not, I'm not doing that. You can probably Soviet Russia anytime. Right. Or Soviet Russia at any time. So, (laughs) I mean, the, the reality is, um, you know, people are like, oh, well, you know, you know when, when Trump said it, no, nah, no, no. You ask anybody, anybody that knows me in my personal life, when Trump was pushing, and I'm a Trump guy, remember, when Trump was pushing the vaccine, I said, absolutely not. I don't care. Fantastic. I'm glad Trump, you know, pushed the, the vaccine through quickly and and Biden wants to take credit for it. And that's fine. I'm glad that Trump was able to make that happen for people that feel that they need it or want it, but I ain't doing it. I'm not doing the Trump vaccines. I'm not doing the Biden vaccines. I'm not doing it because I don't want to be that Guinea pig. There are so many stories and, you know, you go on Facebook and they're like, Oh, that's false information, blah, blah. There are so many videos and news reports and stories of people dying within a couple of weeks of getting it people having adverse reactions, fainting, you know, all kinds of crap. And that, and listen, is that a small percentage of people? Probably. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, any vaccine would have similar side effects. But I can't sue you if I have a, a problem and then you're yeah. going to force me to take it. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I, I don't believe in the forcing, but uh, definitely if you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. Well, and, you know, all these, this, this talk about mask mandates and nonsense, you know, um, I was just telling somebody yesterday, uh, if, if you want to wear masks everywhere, and I get the point of the masks are the masks don't protect you. 
they stop you from spreading germs. So I, I get your point and I'm not disagreeing with you feeling that way. That's fine. But if you feel that you are in danger by me exercising my right to not walk around with a muzzle on everywhere, stay home, stay home. It's okay. If you were, we live in a constitutional republic. People like to say democracy. We live in a constitutional republic and that's a whole nother discussion for another day. But the, yeah. the gist of it is democracies protect the, uh, the greater good and, you know, and that allows for um, mob rule. Yeah, constitutional majority, majority rules, no matter who it is. If opinions sway one way this time, it may sway another way, and then you may be in the minority. A con it's only a matter of time before you're in the minority. And a constitutional republic protects the individual rights of every individual in this country. So you have the right to wear your mask everywhere. You have the right to social distance from me. You have the right to stay away from me. You absolutely do not have the right to to get physically violent and start a tantrum because I'm not wearing a mask. Or pepper spray people. Or pepper spray people. Uh, physically abuse people, attack people. Just like you don't get you don't get to beat someone up because of their sexual orientation or their race or their religion. You don't get to, this. the, the number of videos running around of people losing their minds because people are not wearing masks is insane. It is absolutely insane. And even people that don't wear the mask and are talking to people with masks. I mean, just everyone leave people alone. If they want to do the masks, let them do the masks. If they don't, just leave them alone. You know, and, and there's there's so much. So, and I was just watching this compilation video of all the Fauci nonsense because we, and we that's another topic again we won't get into, but all the, the nonsensical inconsistent things he said over time and the way his opinions have shifted with the, 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 the way that certain members of the government want things to go. There are very, very early clips when this thing first started and Fauci has gone on record as saying, there's no need to wear a mask everywhere. You know, people, uh, people over exaggerate the usefulness of these masks and it's not necessary for people to wear masks everywhere. And now all yeah. of a sudden, as the political spectrum changed, his opinion changed. So you ask why I don't listen to the science. I do listen to the science. I go to the CDC website and I do listen to the other doctors that are getting stifled and censored as well as Fauci. But you can't, I, do, I don't trust someone that as soon as the winds blow, their opinion changes. So, uh, I mean, there's so much science that's being put out now that shows that constant wearing of masks with all the germs and the bacteria, and it's not something, oh, well, just, you know, wash your mask every day. It's not that simple. You are literally breathing in germs and all the carbon dioxide that you put out. You're breathing in everything that's expelled from your body all day long because you got your muzzle on. And I think just, just talking about the cloth masks, I think you have to like put them in a... Uh, hospital grade washing machine to get it washed for it to be effective again well and i i posted some stuff to social media and of course the the um the not the ban hammer but the sensor hammer from from zuckerberg came down and um it's a video of a uh, I think it was an anesthesiologist or some kind of other doctor that gets involved in surgery, not doing the actual surgery, but involved in the surgery in some fashion or another, he wears masks in, uh, for, for work all the time, as he should as a doctor, but uh, he wears masks all the time. And there is a literal video of him. He is taking a vape pen and he is blowing the, and that's not smoke because that, that's the argument I keep getting. Well, the molecules of smoke are uh, smaller, I mean, bigger than the molecules for water vapor and blah, blah, blah. It's a vape pen. So it's water molecules and he's blowing it straight through the masks and he puts on standard masks. He puts on the N95s. He puts on uh, the gas masks. He puts on a gamut of masks and there's only one and it ain't the, the, the nonsense that people are walking around covering their face with. And, and he puts on one and it's the only one that actually stops you from expelling anything out of the mask. And it looks like a biohazard, like big old mask. And, yeah. and then you get censored and it's like, oh, this is actually factually incorrect. And it's on the video. Like it's on the video. 
It's actively happening. You're watching it happen. And people, people will shut their eyes as long as they feel like people will surrender an ounce of, uh, uh, they will surrender their freedom for an ounce of feeling secure. And I believe it was Benjamin Franklin that says um, something to the effect of, you know, he who trades safety or yeah, he who trades freedom for safety desire will get neither and deserves neither or something to the effect of. I'll have to actually look it up, but Correct. something to that effect. And, you know, people nowadays, they like to try and take the original quote and the context of it and try to make it less relevant. I mean, yeah. the, the context had to do more with taxes and, and other things, but yeah. it was, but, I mean, it, but it, it still, it still stands. It the reality still still stands. A lot. Um, if, if you're willing to sacrifice your freedom and, and people say it all the time, they're like, well, is, is your freedom more important than my health? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, your freedom is more important than my health. You I, I mean, you, you should, should you can social distance. You can walk away. I mean, uh, you went to a call where a guy had shoved two people because they weren't wearing masks. Yeah, like literally. A good thing bringing that up. I didn't even my, my brain didn't even process <laughs> I, it. But we, yeah. we literally, you and actually the 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 same partner that I talked about last time. We we went to a call where this gentleman walks into the lobby or the elevator lobby area of an apartment complex. And these two people, they're younger, probably 16 or 17. And the older one is like 20, 21. Mm-hmm. And um, they're not wearing masks. Um, and he, he actually walks in not wearing a mask. And then he stands there for probably, we saw the video probably on like a good, you know, 30 seconds, maybe a little less maskless. And then he decides he wants to pull his mask out and put it on. And as they're waiting for the elevator, he starts, I mean, there's no audio, but he starts very clearly he's angry and he's pointing at him now that he's masked up and he can, you know, uh, he can virtue signal. Now um, he starts yelling at them. And when the elevator opens up, he slides in the same time as the, the female. And as the male, who's the younger one, actually, he's 17. He tries to get on the, the elevator Um he's now trying to push her out of the elevator. He's physically grabbing her, putting his hands on her and forcing her out of the elevator. Um, and as the 17 year old piles in to try and stop him, he's now shoving the 17 year old and pushing them out of the, and they finally give up and they walk away and they, they call us. But I mean, the, the nerve, you know, what, you know what? No one is telling you that you have to share an elevator with people that have no masks on. That's fine. But you don't get if. If they are insistent about getting on the elevator, then you need to just wait, wait. If they're going to be that boneheaded and that hardheaded that they see you have a problem with it and they're not going to try to separate from you, then you be the smart person. You be the bigger person and you separate. But to think you have the right, and that's, it's horrible in the society nowadays. You think, because I disagree with you, I get to put my hands on you. And then you're like, why am I getting arrested? Or why am I going to court? You put your hands on somebody because they didn't have a piece of cloth on their face. That's right. Yeah. The fact that you don't understand where the problem is, is the problem. So okay. yeah, it, it, it didn't work out in his benefit. Yeah. And uh, it just goes back to people needing to, you know, just being respectful for one another. I mean, golden rule that I'm, I remember learning in elementary, do unto others as you want to be treated. I mean, it seems like we've lost that and it just causes more problems. Well, and I mean, I know you're probably of that generation, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I, I barely fit into the millennial generation barely by like a year or two. And I'm nothing like most of the millennials that I've ever met. But uh, I mean, we've allowed a generation of people to grow up, like I said before, soft, 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 like every little thing we've spent so much time praising them and telling them they can do no wrong and telling them that they're perfect, that when they hit a little bit of tough times and they hit a little bit of strife, they don't know what to do. The world is ending. It's crashing down around them because somebody told them no. Like, no, nah, it doesn't work like that. You know, and like I said before, you these college students, like, they, oh, that guy shouldn't be allowed to say this. He shouldn't be allowed to do that. 
Well, he is. So you're going to have to deal with it. And if you don't like his words and you run over there and you pop him one real quick, you're going to go to jail. I don't care what he said to you. I don't care what he called you. Hurtful things are not illegal. So um, respect, respect. And it goes both ways. These these anti-maskers, stop. Say, yeah, it's funny on TikTok. Like, oh, oh, yeah, and everyone, everyone's got that crazy. And I was like, oh. I left my mask on. I don't want to, in the car, I don't want to look like a Democrat. Like, yeah, they're funny. But, I mean, when you're face-to-face with people, like, be respectful. Don't be a, don't be an idiot. Like, you, yeah. you want them to respect you, but you don't want to respect them. It has to go both ways, man. And just to kind of backtrack, I looked up the quote. Uh, it was those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. And it was Benjamin Brown. All right. So getting off of the topic of masks and Biden's comments. Well, we're going back to another Biden comment. It's oh, the weed imagine that. Another dumb Biden comment. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy history. You... Uh, I think you've told me that you've enjoyed history. So, I mean, context matters, especially in this next clip where you'll, you'll see. We the people. Well, it's time to remember that we the people are the government. It's us. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. Okay. So, basically, the context of we the people was written back when the Constitution was being uh, written, and we just you know, got away from a king. We didn't want an all-powerful one body of government. That's why we have the separation of powers between the judicial, the executive, and the legislative branches that are supposed to check and balance each other. So, I mean, context and historical context, especially in this case, is definitely a big, big part of it. Well, and in typical fashion, Biden has it backwards or sideways or whatever ways gets it so wrong. But um, the government is not the people. We, the people, are the government. And that's where he's getting it backwards. The government is not the people. The government is elected officials meant to represent the best interests of the people. And if you have decided that something is in our best interest, and we disagree with you, you are not representing us if you push forward while we have issues with the regulations you're passing. When people are obje- uh, objecting to something in mass droves and the government says, nope, we won't do it anyway. That's not how this works. That's not how this works at all. That's why the first amendment's there. That's why the second amendment's there. This is not how it works. Yeah. And I mean, That's going back to what you said previously, we're a representative republic, not a straight democracy, because they knew that not everybody could vote on absolutely every policy ever for the end of time. So they knew as the country grew. I mean, you know, when they started all this, there was like 13 colonies or whatever. I mean, it was a little simpler to get together and have actual meetings and voting. And they knew as the country grew and it expanded, there's no way, and it it wouldn't be physically possible. There's no way out of the millions of people we have in this country that we can all line up to vote every single time that they're, I mean, hell, people can't get out and vote every four years when they're supposed to for a presidential election. You want to, every time they want to pass a law, you want to get out there and vote too. It's not realistic. So these representatives are important, but it's not just that. You have the state laws and then you have federal laws. So we're going to vote on absolutely everything. And I mean, that's what these programs are like, uh, you know, all the uh, public service announcements, all the celebrities, you know, get out and vote. I don't remember uh, the, what they call the program, but I mean, that's why they have it near election time. That's why you see, you know, Facebook posting, oh, look, I voted. Oh, register to vote. You know, stuff like that. I mean, it it is hard getting people out to vote, whether you want to vote Democrat, Republic, or Independent. I mean, it it just gets hard for people to vote, and that's why we're not a direct democracy. Well, and and we're doing it to ourselves to a degree because – just like everything else, we want bigger and better and flashier and newer, and, you know, we we continue as a people – I mean, not me. 
I didn't vote for Biden, but we, we as a people continue to elect people that are working outside of our best interest. And that does not just mean Democrats. Uh, you know, Trump, love him or hate him, good, bad, or indifferent, exposed a lot of people, including Republicans. The biggest exposure by Trump, and don't get this, don't get it twisted. The biggest exposure by Trump was the Republicans. How cowardice most of the Republicans in Congress are, how absolutely weak-spined, absolutely no backbone whatsoever, and they they roll over with all these nonsensical uh, rules and laws that Democrats are trying to pass, and they're allowing them to infringe on our rights to pass laws. There is a handful, maybe what, four or five Republicans in Congress that are actually standing up and doing anything, but they're outnumbered. They're outnumbered, and there's only so much they can do. All right. Well, pretty much I think we've taken that subject as far as we can. And now we're going to kind of switch to something a little lighthearted. Uh, I'm a big college football fan. I, I think you are too. Probably not as big as me because from where I'm from. But uh, what, what are your predictions for the, the championships this uh, year? Well, I, I know you let off with me because you wanted to hear me say it. But I think if you're if you're betting money, the smart bet at the beginning of every season is always Alabama. Um, Nick Saban is basically a college football coaching god. Um, he has taken that program to a level where they almost can't be beaten. Almost, um, they've had a couple of stumbles across the way, but for the most yeah. part, since. Since he got there, they've basically been the college football program with the exception of a year here or a year there. And my, my cousin, who conveniently enough is married to a cop, uh, my cousin is a big Alabama fan, and I try not to hold it against her. Um, uh, I try not to hold well, It broke my heart a little bit when I found out that you were an Alabama fan because I don't even know what a roll tide is, but okay. Um <laughs> As you, as you very well know, um, they're probably going to lose a bunch of subscribers, but I'm a big Gators fan. Um, even growing up in Virginia and, and living all across, like in different parts in the country, always been a Gators guy um, ever since I started watching college football. Um, I'm definitely disappointed to see, you know, Pitts go to the NFL. Um, that might be one of the most dominant tight ends ever. Um, Kyle Trask, while he may not be a – you know, the best quarterback ever. He hmm. was making huge strides. And now, I mean, we got Emory Jones back there and the Lord knows who else is going to step up. But, um, so I, know, I, was, go ahead. I got, I was just saying, you know, I know, um, we discussed yesterday about having a little wager, a friendly wager. So, um, we are going to watch the game together and, um, maybe on here, maybe not, um, on September 18th when they play. And the winner, um, the winning team, their colors or apparel will have to be worn by on here by the, uh, the losing team's fan. Um, so the Gators need to not let me down because I cannot wear that crimson nonsense. Uh, well, I think you look pretty decent in crimson. Uh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, where, where, you know, Mac Jones is gone. Obviously, he's with the New England Patriots now. So um, how do you think Alabama's going to fare this year? I mean, obviously, by the goofy look on your face when I said Alabama's the smart pick, you think that they're going to, like, go undefeated and beat the whole world. But go ahead. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, 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 think, uh, I think championship games are probably going to be the more interesting besides the September 18th one. Uh, it's probably going to be the more interesting. I mean, it's always, always uh, Auburn is really good. Old Miss, Tennessee, but oh, mostly, the, mostly it's the the championship that, that we're definitely going to go to. That Alabama, um, that Alabama cousin, her daughter actually is is going to uh, Ole Miss now. So, um, just keeping it in that SEC. I mean, she couldn't she couldn't go to Florida and you know go to an go to an awesome school like Florida, but that's fine. Um, I really, I really want to see an Alabama versus Ohio State that in the championship. I think that would be a pretty decent uh, matchup. Well, regardless, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the SEC is going to be representing 
one half of the national championship. Let's, let's not yeah. be stupid about it, but um, you know, to get into the college football playoffs, which I, I, I wish they would expand more. I mean, in the NFL, we have 16 teams um, in the playoffs. Like that's literally half the league in the playoffs. Um, and there's only 32 teams. So college football, like the, the, uh, the, the actual college football, the, they have probably somewhere like hundreds and hundreds of schools that qualify for the top division level of football. And we've got like what, four teams that make it into the college football playoffs. Yeah. They pick one to the ranking in one, two, and three and four, and they go against each other. Usually it's one, four and three and two. And then from there they'll, yeah. decide to keep in. Yeah. They, they need to, I think they need to expand it because there's, there's a lot of teams that got hot at the right time that could have benefited from getting a playoff spot. Some lower level schools that looked like they were, you know, fakers. And then at the end of the season, they, they squeaked out some wins against some good teams, you know, and um, yeah. reality is the SEC championship is going to be, it's going to be Florida and Alabama and whoever wins that is going to go to the, the playoffs. So it'll be an yeah. interesting, it'll it's be Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Well, We'll see. I do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna love watching you strut around on here with orange and blue on. It's gonna be fantastic. I just don't know if it's gonna be you know the orange attire or the blue. I don't know the classic blue. Well, I'm just gonna get you an Alabama flag so on stream you can tout it proudly. I don't know about with with, with with the uh, the final score. With the final score, well, yeah, you know Alabama fifty something, Florida maybe three. <laughs> Let's not get carried away. Well, we're gonna have to replace some uh, some high performing people, but thankfully, thankfully Florida is one of those schools. Regardless of how you feel about them, players do want to go and, and play for. So and that's really honestly that's how Alabama, how Alabama has gotten to the point where they're the powerhouse that they are. And Nick Saban put together a nice program, and now it's like Alabama, Alabama, LSU, Florida, hell even Georgia. Sometimes like those are the places people, at least in the um, uh, uh, the SEC that people want to go and players want to play. So, yeah, finally got some solid coaching. So that'll help. Well, still can't beat Nick Saban. <laughs> well, Nick Saban, I'm fairly confident that Nick Saban, um, people talk about the sports gods. I'm pretty sure that Nick Saban sold his soul to the, uh, the college football version or equivalent of Satan because <laughs> – this dude, it's it's insane. It's ridiculous. Like this guy, uh, like Mac Jones, and I know everybody's high on Mac Jones. Like, oh, uh, he's you know the most pro ready quarterback, and blah blah blah. I have no faith in any Alabama quarterbacks going in the NFL because Nick Saban has shown that he could he could put an infant in there at quarterback, and Alabama could probably win football games. So. Um, Definitely great coaching. I'm not going to deny that. I'm glad that my NFL team didn't draft uh, Mac Jones when they had the chance because everybody was talking about it. I'm like, oh, please no. And maybe he wins. Maybe he goes in there with Bill Belichick in in New England and he just tears stuff up. But uh, no thanks. I I like most people don't trust Ohio State quarterbacks because they got a bad track record when they go to the NFL. I don't trust yeah. Alabama quarterbacks because you could be absolutely garbage and he makes you just by association with Nick Saban, you look better. So yeah. All right. So is there anything else you want to add to why Florida is not going to win ever? <laughs> well, I, I love it. I love it. When team talk, in history. I love it when you people talk nonsense. I go through this with my FSU fan friend fans all the time. And it was, it was so great when FSU fell off. And Florida just started spanking them again. I, I, I can't wait for the day that Nick Saban's just like, I'm out. I'm going to go try the NFL one more time, even though I wouldn't if I were him. Um, I'm going to go try the NFL yeah. one more time. And then Alabama's just left. He's getting, he's getting paid too much good money at Alabama. He's not going to leave. I mean, yeah, let's be honest. He's The only way he leaves Alabama is when he retires because that dude exactly. is – I mean, that guy is a coaching god in that town. Like, I'm sure – he doesn't pay for anything anywhere he goes. Oh, no. Um, no not even the players. Yeah. Uh, football in Alabama is it's insane. Uh, well, no. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm not going to talk too much nonsense because Florida's on the upswing. They're not, they're not Alabama dynasty yet, but they're on the upswing. You know, they, they stuck, it, stuck in there with a, a couple really good teams. Like 
had a good record last year. I mean, it's not perfect, but they had a good record. And um, there's a, they, they stuck in with a lot of good teams, you know, uh, punched a couple teams in the mouth. Even if they still lost, they punched a couple teams in the mouth. So yeah. I'm good with it. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much nonsense. So, I mean, if, if we win, I'm going to talk nonsense. You're going to oh, well, get the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> that just comes with the territory of bragging rights. But, uh, you know, Alabama is just going to win for the next 10 years. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, who who were the last, like, five national champions? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I guess my, my better question I, is – I think, I think was, Alabama well, lost one time. Was, was Alabama all five? No? Oh, so Alabama does lose? Oh, okay. I got you. Oh, I'm sorry. We have to humble ourselves sometimes. A little bit. We, we, we get up there too much, but. So, um, what? Do we have on the Go ahead. Do we have anything else on the checklist? I know we we went through the checklist. Uh, I'm sure, we wanted to touch everything. Touch on everything. Uh, no, that's uh, this is pretty much the last subject. Um, oh. While he looks up more nonsense to talk trash about Florida with Alabama, um, make sure. Sorry, I I forgot to tell, ask. Uh, when did uh, Florida last win a championship? <laughs> Listen, we may have lost one in the past five years, but we went, when, we went, when were you there? We went through a rough patch. We had listen. It hurts losing the one of the best, if not the best, football god quarterbacks for college football ever. It hurts. You don't recover from that. I mean, look at the Patriots. Look what happened when they lost Tom Brady. That's a football god, and they're in shambles. They look like bums last year. So, you know, losing Tim Tebow hurts. It's fine. You know, I'm not going to live in the past. I'm just telling you, it hurts along the way. Well, looks like the last time Florida won was in 2008. And since Alabama, since 2009, Alabama won, 2011, 2012. 2015, 2017, 2020. Since you, since you brought up history, since you brought up the past of when Florida last won, um, who who did Florida beat in the SEC championship to get to the national championship scene? Who was that? 2008. I guess you haven't pulled up already. Nope. Okay. Georgia. And then the last one that they won. I know there was an Alabama one in there somewhere because they won with Chris Leak with Tim Tebow on the bench. The last one Alabama won? No, no, no. I'm saying the last one that Florida won. When they, when they absolutely ravaged and destroyed Ohio State. I don't know when that one was. So the, 2000, the 2008 one was, uh, was against Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. So what you're saying is Alabama didn't even make it to the SEC championship that year to qualify for the national championship? Oh, I don't even know what their ranking was in 2008. So either way, all uh, football non no, go ahead. All football non nonsense talking aside, um, you know, we're looking and we're intending to do more than just, you know, current events and talking trash about politics and stuff like that. And, um, you know, law enforcement related stuff. We want to, you know, be flexible and do a whole lot of different things. Um, so obviously over the last few days, since we posted the last video, um, you know, decent number of subscribers and, uh, about a hundred views on the video, as of this morning. So we really appreciate all the support that people have given, you know, uh, not all of them have been people that we, we recommended or, you know, all of our friends and family and stuff. Uh, it's been, we saw the YouTube analytics and stuff. It's been actually pretty balanced. Um, so we appreciate the support and the viewership and uh, we're going to keep plugging along as, at this as long as people are listening. Um, so, you know, the comment sections are open. Um, you know, someone suggested, uh, that we open it up to like a Q and a kind of thing. And, um, that, that was always our intention. Um, we may not have been clear about that. You know, we we're still finding our, our way a little bit last time. So, um, you know, you follow us on, you know, try to pop them up around here somewhere. Maybe not, if not, they're down in 
the description somewhere, but Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and, um, and obviously the YouTube channel where you're watching the video, um, you know, follow us on there, you know, hit the, uh, the comment sections, you know, we'll, we'll reply to stuff. Um, you know, I, I tend to use TikTok more than he does, but, um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll answer anything, you know, we got it set up so we can reply with videos and stuff like that or comments and, um, anything that you want to hear us talk about. Um, it doesn't have to be cop stuff. I mean, I know that's kind of the forte of the channel a little bit, but, um, anything, you know, we're, we, we kind of try to organize this. So we've got some main topics and then some other little fleeting topics in there. And, you know, it doesn't have to stick to that necessarily. If you've got a bunch of different little things you guys want us to talk about, we'll cram everything we can in here. And if not, there's more than one video per week. That's the goal anyway. So and we're, we don't even have a time limit. We just talk until all of our subjects have been touched upon or, or we, get, or we get bored of talking, which happens for her, him faster than it does for me. So, yeah. So, um, do you have anything else for the people? Nope. Um, oh, one more thing since it has been, if, because we have been talking for a while, we need to add a couple more explosions. So yeah, we we keep it more interesting and more maybe unique. maybe a big grand finale I think maybe yeah I I think we should do that so enjoy and uh, we'll see you on the next one.